This is Perishable Thoughts, and I'm Dakota Gutierrez. I'm Logan Baker. Hi, I'm Jacob Meeks, and I'm the producer. I'm producing this. Not just the producer, okay? He's going to contribute. I'm going to make him contribute. I'm a lifelong friend and a wife. He, he's yes. a contributor. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. So that's our intro, right? Perishable Thoughts. Let's go into that title a little bit, because I think that um, it'll give fans a good idea of what this podcast is about, right? These thoughts that we're going to be trying to have, I mean, we won't always hit it. Or trying I, to portray. Right. I don't know. It's hard. It's, it's very hard to, um, to touch on some of these things, especially because some of them, like these topics, and that's the biggest thing, is we're going to try to keep it respectful towards each other. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, this is like three bros that are, that are friends. Um, so there's not going to be like any malice between us. Um, yeah, exactly. Like we're not going to be having heated debates. We're not going to like scream at each other, nothing like that. Like we all disagree on certain things and I feel like that's part of why it works so well is because we all have a different perspective. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to work well for that reason. We know each other, but I think perishable thoughts is the perfect title for what we're trying to do is cause like these ideas, I feel like that you have with your friends, like behind closed doors like you're just chilling with your boys late at night like you you can have some extremely powerful ideas and thoughts that like would resonate with a lot of people yeah but then you yeah. just forget like it's like you hit this peak and then you're like you just don't remember like that peak well, and I, I also think that it's um like part of almost society because when you're with a friend group there's certain things that you touch on or or talk about that you wouldn't around certain people or certain settings um and so if there's like a group of people that you're comfortable about talking this stuff or talking through this stuff with, um, it, it, it's different than like trying to talk about it with a stranger, you know? hundred percent. Yeah. So I feel like the act of recording this is going to kind of change the game of our conversations, like being able to go back and actually like listen to what we say and reflect on, I feel like it's going to be super impactful. Yeah. Our producer is giggling right now a little bit. Um, he knows all I think he needs to say something. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. He was just messing with my microphone. Okay. So, yeah, I'd say that's a, that's a pretty good intro for what we're trying to do. It's just literally homies talking, but trying to, like, record our ideas because I feel like we can come back to, like, this wisdom later and it's going to help, like, with our communication skills and, like, how yeah. we articulate our ideas. So, Yeah. Um, and also, I, we haven't really touched about um, a topic of like what we're talking about. And I, yeah. I think like that's a, a big thing is we don't really have a, a, a defined topic. There's a lot of podcasts that you go out there and listen to that are um, designated towards like one theme. Yeah. And I, I feel like this is like the theme that we're trying to portray here is almost trust um, yeah, and, yeah. and comfort where we try to express the concepts and ideologies that we have. It might not be the same as um, the listeners have, or yeah. we might not fully express like what every type of outlook or, or view is, but we, we're just trying to portray our thoughts and um, our right. emotions towards certain subjects. Yeah. Like making vulnerability a more common practice. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of what you're saying. Like hundred percent. I feel like, just being able to be honest and truthful about what we think and like not having a particular topic we talk about. Like me personally, I'm not a huge political dude. I'm cool talking about it, 
but like we're not a, po- a politics podcast. Yeah. We're not a we're not a religion podcast. We're not a science podcast. And I, I feel like the fact that we can kind of do whatever we want will maximize the level of conversation we have. Yeah. Because we can bring from all these different fields. But yeah, I, I, I like that. I like the that our overall topic or theme is trust. I think yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We'll stick with that. Sweet. You want to add anything, Jacob? Yeah, Jacob. Jacob. Yeah, there you go. Um, I, I agree with you guys. You know, I feel like it's hard to talk about, you know, stuff with the bros live. And that's what we're trying to do right now. Um, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I agree with everything you said. <laughs> that's what we're trying to do. Um, yeah. If you guys want me to give you a topic for the first one, or how did you guys want to do it? Yeah, um, sure. So what are your... Okay, first, well, let me know if you want to answer it. Yeah. But if you were a male gigolo, um, like, do you think, how, how would you go about doing that? <laughs> next, <Like>, question. <laughs> next question. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why not? I had to, I had to. I had to, okay. Question. Yeah. Hey, a question's a question. We don't judge. All right. <laughs> All right. We do judge. But okay. You know what? Fine. We'll answer it because it's a it's an icebreaker. Okay. Yeah. Well, male it's, it's something that Logan and I are both very um, enveloped in. We're both yep. actually male gigolos. We just didn't want to break you the know, ice in that manner. That's actually how we met. That's yeah. how we started our relationship. Yeah. Well, so, so I I ordered Logan, <laughs> and I I just did it because I was down as a gigolo that day, and I I wanted it was a confidence booster. That's what it was. So I ordered Logan to come in, and um, yeah, and since then. We, we've just been together, haven't we, babe? We have. And, you know, <laughs> for any young male chocolates out there, I would say my main advice is really market <laughs> a name for yourself. Like, like, you have to have a dynamic of your identity. Like, for instance... <laughs> <laughs> Not for instance. All right, all right. No, for instance, my name is White Chocolate, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that... Well, they call me White Chaco in the, in, the, in the streets. It's a short term. It's a it's a name shortener because I'm white, right? Yeah. But oh, really? okay. the men consider me to be like sweet, like chocolate, right? Oh. So mm. White Chaco. No, that's powerful. That's what that's just what they call me in the streets, you know. So like I market everything around that posters White Chaco, mm-hmm. social media <laughs> posts White Chaco, yeah, everything White Chaco, yeah, right? Yeah. So if you're a young male juggalo and you're trying to get in the scene, I just recommend go full in with the name. Well, see, uh, no, I think that's because a lot of um, and that's why the it's been dubbed. Well, I guess prostitution is dubbed the um the oldest profession. Um, juggalo right. is is kind of different because. Men at that point and period of time didn't have to take to that profession. Um, different society. Um, but where we are now, I feel like it's about expression, but also it is, it, it is a big business um, right. piece. It's, it's a big, it's how you brand yourself. Because I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this shit, dude. <laughs> All right. <laughs> all right, all right, hold on, hold on, all right, okay, 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 let me just say, let me just say, warning to the audience, we're not actually gigolos, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not a gigolo um, podcast, this is just a little ice, like, you know, ice, we're to just, get to know us, yeah, we're getting, in, we're getting in the mood, right, um, yeah, which my gigolo name is, is Canela Crusher, <laughs> 
and, 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 and for the viewers um, that don't, I mean, for the listeners that don't know me, I'm I'm a Mexican, so it's not racist. Um, I promise. But yep. but it is about that marketing. Um, at first, it it was like that Canela piece came in, and I was like, okay, that's to my roots. But I had I had to add my my own identity, which is where the crusher part came in. I love it. So yeah, that's that's our lesson. Always bring it back to race. That's how you market your name, right? Race. It's all about race. It's about you're white. It's all about that white chocolate, baby. Exactly. It's all about that. It's all about that puff cloud. It's all puff about cloud. that cotton candy. It's all about that that pure light. Yeah. Right. And I'm not going to say anything about about any other, other race races. Because, like, yeah, I can't speak for that. Yeah, but. I'm not going to speak for that shit. Okay. Um. But yeah, yeah. Like at the end of the day, it's it's self expression and yep and race. <laughs> Exactly. It's guys, conclusion about being a male juggalo. It's all about racism, okay? It is. It is. Um and if anyone tells you any different, they're lying. Yeah, like like think about it like this. I would never go to the to the hoods of Atlanta, right? I'm not needed there. That's not my demographic, guys. Yeah. They don't want whitey whites in the hoods of Atlanta, right? Yeah. They want my ass. In those suburbs, mm. they want my ass in the in the well, elite no, see, strip clubs. Like, you know, you're, the, you're being marketed yeah. towards um towards milfs. Like the, the, fair, well, fair and, point. And, fair and point. It also pulls into um economic demographics. Right. You're, you, you like your alter ego is is perceived by like white women over forty or fifty. So right. like cougarish age. Um, the gold diggers, right? Exactly. Which actually brings up a huge point. Systemic racism, right? I feel like I get a huge amount of amount of money from my clients because of the color of their skin, right? Yeah. Those white MILFs, they're yeah. sucking their husbands dry. Yeah. Dry. Well, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's they're that's, waiting that's for that heart attack to come in. They're waiting. Um, so they got yeah. they got millions. They got billions. I've yeah. I've I've met a billionaire wife before. Yeah, and you know I just gotta say, most of them are white. I don't know what to say. Exactly. I will say that I did have one client one time. Her name rhymes with Kershelk Obama. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and but she doesn't you know that's politics that's completely different yeah i'm not gonna say her name um just because i don't want to expose her yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah out of respect and, and her husband is pretty high, high up there at one point i thought well, he was on top for a little bit wasn't he yeah okay. we'll say we'll say his not his name rhymes with osama we'll just well oh wait <laughs> oh shit well so, okay. so his first name we we won't say his last name because there's a lot of people with the same first name but his first name's obama <laughs> that could be anyway. <laughs> no, it could be. It could be. That's we'll why we're going off his first name. Obama Diorama or some shit Obama like that. Obama Diorama. I kind of like that. His full name's Obamacare. Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah. Okay, we can't say anything else, guys. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we, we I know can't. you guys want to know all the tea and the drama about the celebrities that we've been, you know, canoodling with. We've been but juggling we really, with. Yeah, juggling with. Sorry, mm-hmm. I need to use that juggling term. With. Juggling with. Juggling. Yeah, my that's, mind is blown. That's the, that's the male juggalo term that that I use. I, I picked it up off the streets, which you might not know because you're in the suburbs. But um, yeah, I'm, I got the I'm, whitey I'm whites. out in Compton. Um, what what are some of the slums in New York? Uh, I don't know, Detroit. <laughs> I, I grew up where Cardi grew up. Um, okay. So I I've been around, you know, in in, in multiple ways. Like you go to ge- Mexico a lot, right? Uh, I've been there a few times. I've been known to um to uh, wander, to dabble um, in that arena. And see, like, that's the big thing, is um, we have the, the, uh, the uh, top end, which is, is 
the juggalos that are able to be in suburbs getting money from MILFs. Um, and then there's juggalos like me that are living peso to peso. Uh, and I, if I don't get... <laughs> if, if I'm not given the money in payment... They, 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 they pay me in other ways. Um, and so it, it's just... It's it's oh. a different lifestyle. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's just a different lifestyle. So yeah, I'd say that about answers the question. We're not using it. <laughs> 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 That's perfect. All right, next next topic. You want me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, my hands are sweaty. No, you're good. Okay, so next topic. Um, I was thinking we could kind of go in depth on, you know, everybody has a different personality, right? So what makes what makes you special? Like, what makes you yourself? <laughs> I, well, I thought we'd go a little deeper A little deeper than the surface level gigolo You can't well, go yeah. deeper than uh, Well, Logan, uh, Logan's pretty deep He's pretty deep Right Yeah. Okay, okay, here's what I'll say about that I mean, you literally said it in your question You said everyone has a different personality So what makes people unique? <laughs> well, no, see, I, I think that there there is There's like a um, Like the baseline to that question <laughs> Being um, oh my gosh. well, no, 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 no. Like what what he's asking is, I, I guess it all like it could pull from um, nature versus nurture or certain aspects like that. What what different <laughs> differentiates you from being a different type of person? You know, right, because because right, right. everyone's personality is different, and yep. that feeds from a lot of different things. And yes, we are all unique individuals. Right. <laughs> Don't shame him on that. But I, I think that what he, what he's trying to say is um is like what traits might have made you different than someone else why how are we different mm. how we were raised um the lifestyles we've lived where we grew up um how we're acting upon that you know i'd say it's probably this is like i feel like you can kind of philosophically tackle this issue on, on in so many ways but i would say personally it's 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 a mixture of nature and nurture but i would say in terms of behavior and like what you like and dislike, I would say that leans to the nurture side just because I feel like family dynamics and how you're raised and the beliefs that you have growing up greatly impact like the rest of your life. So like even if you don't believe what your family believes, I feel like their beliefs still influence you at a young age. Like even if people leave the church, the fact that they were in the church in the first place influenced the fact that they left the church. There was a reason that they left. Yeah. So I feel like nurture is huge. I'd say obviously there are things that come along with nature, like your your genetics that affect what you can and can't do physically. And I mean, also your intellect and... Um, confidence. Confidence and where your intelligence lies, you know, because there are many different forms of intelligence. But I would say that how that manifests into adulthood is really about how you're raised and how those, like if those traits are encouraged, like the aspects of you that are, you know, encouraged by your family or discouraged either way, I would say that. So I, I would say it leans to the nurture side, but it's still gray. I mean, you can't yeah. say it's one or the other. You well, know? and like pulling off of that, um, you said if it was the, uh, the family dynamic of like either you feed into your family's views or you don't. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I think a lot of, there's a lot of different family dynamics. There's parents that um, allow for you to discover your own belief systems. And then there are also families that um, either don't have one sway over the other and families that are very enveloped in certain beliefs or 
have like certain traditions or this or that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that is a big thing to um, realize is no matter how that plays out, either you'll take inspiration from them in a number of ways. You might continue on with the, uh, I, I don't know, the uh, traditions that they have or the dynamic that they do if you continue to go to church or if you continue to um, celebrate this or that, or you, you, you'll take um, inspiration in not doing the same thing that they did and, and you'll take right. a, a learning experience almost where, and like that's that's one thing that I've kind of realized over the years is, a lot of I, I think that we can all sympathize and say our parents have said you'll thank me for this in the future. Um, yeah, and I, I think that element is it's it's very interesting when you're a kid because you might not thank them for what they're doing. You might thank them for teaching you to not do the same, which is a big thing. Um, yeah, following in in footsteps is can be like very different between um, like situations. You you might have like an abusive dad. And be like, okay, I, I really thank him for teaching me not how to be a dad. Right. You know, um, so 100%. so I think like that's a big thing as well. Exactly, and like I would, yeah, I mean, hundred percent on that. Like, there's also that aspect, like you can look at this scientifically in certain ways, but you can also just look at like serial killers. Like mm. most serial killers, if not all, had trauma growing up. That was pretty extreme, like either sexual abuse or, you know, torture. just a traumatic event. That, right. That's the big thing is the, is uh, things that a, a child shouldn't see being seen by a child really fucks yeah. with people. Yeah, like and like even Jeffrey Dahmer, like that's the thing about his whole story that really confused people. Like everyone would used to say that like Jeffrey Dahmer had the perfect life growing up, like his parents never did anything. But the way like I don't know if you guys have seen any of those Jeffrey Dahmer documentaries, but the way he talks about his parents is so numb and so distant. Like, it's hard to believe that nothing happened. You know what I mean? It doesn't, like, it, that doesn't mean his parents sexually abused him or anything. And but. I, also, on top of that, it's, um, it's perception. I think that's a big thing as well, is your perception of, like, how your parents raised you. Because Jeffrey Dahmer's parents might have been fine, but to a young person's mind, they might have been terrible parents. And that would feed into um, psychological trauma. So it's, it's how you perceive, because they, they might have done the things that they thought were right, and it might not have been like anything terrible or something, but it's how he perceived it as a person, which is a big thing, because, mm -hmm. um, like, and I think that's where, like, perception comes into play with uniqueness within people, is, yeah. it, it, like, glass half full, glass half empty, um, different dynamics, is, is perception will change a lot of your outlook um, on life and your input onto the life that you're living so that you can live a better life or you can live a life geared towards you or, or not. hundred percent. I'd also say mental illness and like narcissism and psychopathy, things like that, not greatly studied. And that, I mean, those would definitely lean like scientifically, at least definitely lean to the nature side. So like you said, like the perception, like they might not have been outright terrible parents in terms of like physically ab abusing him or anything, but maybe the way like you said the way he perceived it was based on his own uh natural like mental illnesses like mm -hmm. he as even as a kid he was obsessed with power he was obsessed with hurting hurting animals hurting things and that just continued to grow continued to grow to continue to grow into adulthood so like you're right it is based on perception and like mental illness which is would lean to the nature side greatly influences that yeah. so it's really hard to say 
you know, we just don't have enough data. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and also into um, perception, there's, and that's why I think a lot of, you, you see, um, and back onto like um, psychopaths or killers or things like that, why, why they have um, this type of mentality is, is we, we see a lot of um, adults in these kind of dangerous situations. We, we, we wouldn't send a four-year-old into a blood bladder analyst scene where there's been a, a freshly murdered person that's laying there because that's traumatic. But if right. you're like, if you have a more developed brain and you can process what's going on and kind of like dissociate like that scene from your life and be like, Oh, okay. Like this is something terrible that's happened, but it's like, it's not going to happen to me. But if there's like a four year old around or something and they just saw their mom get murdered, that's something horrific. That yeah. like you might be able to take it in more rationally when you're older and be like, okay, like that that's it, it's terrible, but um, it, it might not be as long lasting as it is for like a younger audience, which then fe- like feeds into a um, perception. Like, cause when we were younger, um, the summers were longer. There was a lot more happiness. Um, it's just it, like perceptions have changed. Right. It's all about to an extent. It's all about access of knowledge. You know, as you get older, you have more knowledge, you have more of like a know-how of how life works. And like you said, with the killer example, like, or your mom being killed, when you're growing up, you've had that relationship with your mom. She was able to raise you and you also just have more knowledge on what happened. As a little kid, you have, you have no idea what anything is to an extent. I mean, you live kind of in your own reality growing up. I mean, we've talked about that before of like when you're growing up. Things are so much more abstract. Things are, you know, it's it's like you're living in multiple dimensions almost. Like you see, you see things in the dark more. You know, you there there are these things that you could see when you're little that aren't based in reality or in like science or even just knowledge whatsoever. Well, it's you know? just like I, I don't know if there's any dog owners out there, but um, when your dog does the, like those creepy ass things where they like look into a corner for like a minute and you're like, what the fuck are you looking at, man? Like <laughs> I I know shit is not there. And, and they, they act, like, weird. It, it's like, um, this is, like, almost veiling into a paranormal, but th- there's certain things that you perceive or don't perceive perception. Um, and, like, I, I feel like as you get older, you become just more locked into life. That's the thing is, and, and like, people our age, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, you're, you're just getting your life figured out. Not really. You're, um... You're, you're, you're being pushed into a life that you have to figure out. It's, right. it's not something that you like want to or don't want. Like you have to. Um, and like that, that's just the hard thing is it, it's a setting that you don't want to be in. Um, but you have to mature. And yeah. so you have to let go of certain things and you have to um, stop being creative or adventurous. And you have to lock in and, and do what's requested of you. That's actually an interesting idea, though. That's an interesting question because... Do you think that that's just how life is or do you think that's a social construct kind of thing of like when you're 18, 19, like, is it just you have to do it because the laws of nature, you have to kind of figure things out. Even if you fully don't know what's going on, you kind of lose certain aspects of yourself. Or do you think it's society, your parents, your government, whatever it is, pressuring you to go to college, pressuring you to go to the military, pressuring you to, you know, do things that are more practical, right? That's yeah. always the word. It's like you just be practical about your future. Meaningful as well. Yeah. Um, I think that it, it um, cause, cause cavemen weren't very enveloped in, in becoming, 
mechanical engineers. Um, yeah. they, they weren't very pressured into uh, the judicial system or, or capitalism. Um, and I think that's what like a lot of it comes down to nowadays is we're locked into a, a system as a society of cycling through uh, like a, a pretty linear life story of you, you attend school, you attend college, you get a job, you build a family, your family, like your, your, your kids continue to do that and it just cycles through. And I, I don't think that we're going to see much change from that, especially because capitalism is benefiting from this. It's a system that requires very little thought from the participants. Um, and that's exactly what a government wants. You know, people that are not going to fully question what they're doing, they do it because they have to. I'd say, <clears throat> yeah, I'd say definitely like consumer capitalism is all about that with the private institutions, especially like colleges and stuff. I would say it would probably be similar, though, in communism. I mean, you still have a government. And I'm not saying we don't have to get into like yeah. debating political ideologies. But from my knowledge of communism, it, it's still it's like government control. It's got over resources and over supply and things like that. Well, so I still feel be... like they would like pressure like people to become workers, laborers, things yeah. that society needs that people don't necessarily want. I feel like either way that my kind of my point is like I feel like either way there'd be pressures from society to like tell you what to do for what they need, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like society needs worker ants and and don't get me wrong, I have nothing against like personal responsibility. I think in order to be a person and I mean we're all men here like in order to be like a strong man, you have to take on responsibilities in life. But I feel like if like society or like your parents or whatever, or honestly, just the whole system. If the whole system supported you taking on personal responsibilities that you wanted to, that you like giving you the opportunity to explore with lower stakes. Well, you'd be a lot more involved in life. Exactly. I mean, th that's, that's the thing though. Like college is such for most people, at least I'm not saying everyone, if you go to college, it's a huge burden financially. You're, you're, a lot of people are in debt. Most people are in debt from college. So they're forced to go into a system at 18 where they don't even know what they want to do with their lives, right? Yeah. You think you think some 18-year-old knows that they want to be an accountant? I, I mean, maybe, maybe one of a million knows for sure they yeah. want to be an accountant, right? And then they go through life. They get into all this debt. They come out with a finance degree. And they're like, oh, I don't want to do this. But wait, they're stuck. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then once they pay off all their debt, oh, they're 26, 27, 28, maybe even in their 30s. Oh, shoot. They're at a level in their company or in their career where they have that elevated pay. They have that eleva elevated status. Maybe they're starting a family or they're, or they're doing something right that they've developed that they can't just go back to school and get another degree or they yeah. can't just go back to their young years when they had less. Um, of a responsibility for other people and be like, oh, I want to go be a rock star. I want to be a YouTuber. And I don't know. It's just sad because I feel like it is avoidable to an extent Yeah. in some ways. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. It's just sad. That, that's the hard thing with life is there's a lot of pressure that's um, pushed on to 18-year-olds, um, newly yeah. high school graduates. It's It's like... I don't know. My, my favorite analogy for this is in the B movie when Barry is, it's at the very beginning of the movie and he's talking about like, 
I, I graduated high school and then I took a day to um, travel and see the hive on my own. And then like they get onto that cart and he's being told like, now you have to pick out the job that you're going to do for the rest of your life. It's ridiculous. And like, that's the thing is it, it's ridiculous because like self-exploration, you're, you're, you're not going to find everything is going to be a burden when it becomes work and, and yeah. things can very much be fun work, but it is still work. But I, I rather do something that I find enjoyable for work and for my life. If I haven't discovered that, then how am I going to know to pursue it? Which is a very, exactly. it's, it's a, it's a hard thing to, um, to, to, to follow. And that's why there's always, that's why you follow in footsteps of like people around you. I, I feel like, do you two have siblings? Jacob yeah. does. I'm an only child. All right. Um, so I feel like with siblings, there's a, a huge dynamic of, um, of following in an older sibling's footsteps or like, cause I'm a younger sibling. That's what happened. Um, or if you're an older sibling following in your parents' footsteps. And that's mm. why there's a lot of people that have similar jobs to their parents. That's why a lot of siblings play the same sports or are in the same groups or clubs or activities, I feel. Right. Um, because it, it is, it, it's very fun to explore your own things, but it's a lot easier to just fall into line with others, mm. especially if those are people that you trust. Um, it's right. easy to follow a loved one off a cliff, but a lot harder to follow a stranger. 100%. Like... I don't know. I like Dakota and I were both in college and so our experience is a little different, but like, I don't know for sure if I want to be an engineer. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't think Dakota does either. Like we are in a phase where we're literally living this, where we don't fully know what we want to do, but we're, we're trusting in the system. Mm -hmm. It might work out. I mean, it might, it also might not, you yeah. know, and it's, it's just, I, I definitely think you're right. Like, their family pressure is huge in that. Like, my mom's like, and no offense to my mom, like, my mom wants, I, I think all our parents can relate. Like, they want us to have the best opportunities in life. And that's the thing is, and things be that safe. Are, yeah. The things that are um, presented as the best, it never comes down to happiness. It comes down to money. It's all monetary, I feel. When, when your parents say, I Which want you to sad. lead the best life, it comes yeah. down to working a six-figure job, being able to retire at this age, that's happiness to our society nowadays, which, which right. it shouldn't be. Happiness should be about living life the way you wanted. But, but then again, if, you, if everyone was able to do that, there would be no order in society. So I understand um, like where some of this comes into play, but, but it would feel a lot nicer if you could wake up in the morning and say, like, I'm going to go out and do what I want today. Because th there are always going to like, be people that want to do a certain job no matter how hard it is because they find enjoyment out of it. And there's always going to be people that like, want to do this or that, but they're not able to because society has constricted them. Exactly. And like, I feel like it could be solved pretty easily. Like, I don't know about you guys. High school is pretty freaking easy. Yeah. Why not, why not crunch it first two years of high school you go hard, right? It's hard, obviously, but I feel like if you can get that knowledge, I could have easily gotten all that knowledge in two years, most yeah. definitely. Yeah. And then you have two years, they give you all these options. They say, you can take a class from each of these things, all these all these random careers, music production, you could do engineering, you could, yeah. you could do finance, you could do, 
I don't know anything. Well, I feel like that would be a much better system. What I think would um, apprenticeships, internships Ooh, yeah. would feed into that um, uh, system of knowing what you want to do with the future because there's there's coming in as an engineer and Logan, you can tell me if, if I'm wrong. I came in as a, a kid who thought I knew what an engineer was, but knew nothing about that profession or hundred percent agree hundred percent agree and i feel like that's the hard thing is is we group around at the beginning of college and i talk with all these kids and i go so what do you plan on doing like after this like what do you think like an engineer is and none of them could answer me i couldn't even answer that question dude i still don't even know what it is really like i know i know in principle like it's basically designing and like inventing things within the within the realities of like science and math yeah but Without what does that reality. mean? Yeah. Like, what are you going to do in a career? Are we going to be designing all day? Doubt it, because they have a design team. Yeah. Are we going to be uh, laborers? No, we're not trained for that. I mean, we yeah. like, what's the point of the degree if we are just going to be laborers? Are we going to be... Like what? What are we doing? Are we are we just checking exactly. plans? Like, am so, I just going to be checking these plans the rest of my life about if the if the design is up to code? Yeah. That sounds terrible. I don't want to do that. Well, and also on top of that, machines already do that for us. But like, exactly. But that, yep. That's the thing is, um, internships and apprenticeships would allow you to get involved in that area of expertise without having to go through a four year institution to get there. Um, and I, I think that that's the uh, the hard thing is is it's some professions are very easy to say like, okay, I know what that is. There's not, there is a lot to like being a police officer or a firefighter. I'm not trying to argue that, but it's a very linear profession. We all know what they do. Right. Um, but some of these jobs where it's like, I, I'm not fully sure we're not ever given a chance to explore them until we are fully in them after committing four years of our life, if not more. Yeah. hundred percent, dude. At our school, I mean, I we can name it. I don't think it, it matters. We go to the School of Mines. At our school, it's extremely hard to get an internship as a freshman. So you have to wait at least two years before you can get a real internship experience. Yeah. And by then, you're already you've already spent tens of thousands of dollars on your yeah. um, education. So it's not like you can just transfer all, like out. For a lot of kids, you can't. You have a certain amount of money in the bank, and your parents are expecting you to go to college. You don't know what you want to do with your life, so you're like, I'm going to stick with this path, see where it leads, yeah. which, hey, fair enough. But then they get out of school, and they're miserable. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's true for every kid, and I'm not saying that you can go out of school and you, you have to use your career, your um, your degree. You don't. like, Especially for engineers, I feel like we have more breathing room with that. Like We can go into politics with the engineering degree. We can go into law. We can do more stuff, but hey... That's just more money yeah. down the drain for another piece of paper. More money, you know? time, and pressure. That right, exactly. And it's like life is so short. By the time we're done, if I were to go to law school, I'd be out by like, I don't know, 26, mm-hmm. maybe a little earlier. Dude, that's so much time in my life. That's over 10% of my life if yeah. I'm lucky. Well, right? and see, like, that's ridiculous. the big thing is this schooling system has gotten drawn out so much. Um, I, I feel like... There, you, you, you see these kids on social media that have memorized like the periodic table. I feel like we've all seen that, like a, a guest appearance on Ellen or something yeah. of a four-year-old that knows that the, the sign for this and that or the number of this and that element. And it's, it's incredible because young kids can pick up huge amounts of data very quickly. But 
that that is not ever fully expressed in kindergarten. What like we were taught our ABCs, and we would draw and have like books read to us. Uh, that that's not like it was not. People are not putting enough effort in when they should be. And I'm not judging right. a five year old for not putting an effort. No, no. That's but that's, it's an example. Yeah, I understand. But but if we if we had a, a system where we put a lot of because it, because it, it's not stress at that point either. At five years old, it's fun to be learning about these things. Um, and and also if we if we taught without the um, the principles of stress, without saying like, are you kidding me? You didn't learn all of this and that by this time. If we just helped put knowledge onto their plate and if they took what they wanted then that would feed them better in life because then they'd also know like what they wanted to do but also it would be a lot quicker than because elementary school is very slow and then you get into middle school which is that gap into high school but but it's all just like it's a conveyor belt onto like this and that like you, it's, a, it's an entire system that you have to go through which is about wasting your life and yep I like that's what it all feeds into because if you think about it when when have we um as humans, as a human species, ever had freedom. And, like, because there's always... A select few. A select few. A, a select... The one percenters, of course. Yeah. Freedom. People who, who have well, money have freedom. In a sense, but at the same time, they might be the most... They're, they're the biggest prisoners to the system because they have the most invested into it. So, yes, they can go anywhere they want, but their whole life depends on that monetary system. But, but, but if that's you a part of the me, matrix, right? Well, like, to an extent, but if you gave me Jeff Bezos' entire net worth, I could sit there and I, I could, I no, could give I know, a but fuck about like, what social media did or what I know, my but companies were doing. I would just bank out and I, I'd go live my dream life. I know, but I feel like it's about the mentality. It's about ascending that forced reality. It's, it's not about the, the money is the easy way out. Like, yes, obviously money helps, but my point is if you can get past having to have that safety net of college or whatever your job is, and you can mentally spiritually, if you believe that I believe spiritually, but whatever, if you can ascend putting money as the final goal, I feel like you can escape that system, even if you're not rich. Can you I genuinely believe that this. system? I gen I genuinely believe you can, because it depends on how you frame escape. It's it's a hard question, you but I do. Wealth, though, even like, like it is. Do you? I mean, it helps. I'm not saying it doesn't help. Well, it, having more money definitely speeds up the process of you can buy 50 acres of land, buy a house, do whatever you want on that land, and you can start a charity. You can do all these yeah. things. But at the same time, you can go volunteer right now. You can go volunteer and help people if you want. If, but, I feel but like helping people, people don't have the time for that. And that's like, I feel like but why? with money, you're given time in, in almost relaxation because you don't have to... You have the money, so you don't have to work for the money. The people that, that don't have the money have to work for the money, even if their heart's in the right place and they volunteer this or that, that's time wasted that they could have spent making money. Or Which money isn't the end goal, of course, but, but it makes life easier. It's an amplifier. Yeah. It's an amplifier. 100%. But I'm just saying my point is to truly be free of the system, it's not just a money game. Because those people have the most to lose and the most invested, like the billionaires, yes, they could take all their save all their money and go somewhere else, but their power, their status is based on a human made system. 
that we all feed into. We it's a it's yeah. literal paper. Well, I, it's well, a piece of paper, that's and we've thing. given it power. And I'm not saying this is necessarily bad yeah. because it brings order to society. But what I'm saying is, you can free yourself of that burden if you choose to, and that can take many forms. Maybe it takes years. Maybe it takes you saving up money, working your ass off for 30 years in a job you don't like that pays um, $200,000 a year. I'm not saying that's necessarily the best route. And then after 20 years, you retire early and you go live somewhere and do your thing, or you could, I mean, I'm not advertising this, but I'm saying in theory, this holds true. You could just be homeless. You could go volunteer every single day and you could scrap some money every once in a while for food, or you could develop the survival skills, go live in the woods in the middle of nowhere where no one will find you and have your own food, have your own society. And I'm not saying, I'm not promoting that. I'm just saying it's a mental thing. It's a mental game. Well, all of it is all of it is about your mentality, about escaping the system. But we'll see. I, I feel like escaping the system. There, there's very much um, a literal sense of I escaped the system. Like physically, I, I'm out of that like kind of matrix of being controlled by wealth, um, by what society, yeah. wh- by what society um, does, and what also what society labels as knowledge. Because I feel like a lot of the knowledge that we're given is monitored um, to an extent. I, I yeah. feel like there's certain things that like we're not shown as a society from our government, which total transparency between a government and society is never going to happen, but it would make yeah, trust no. a lot easier. Um, yeah. And But like also on top of that, there is a figurative sense of, of a, a escaping the system where, and that's the thing, these different lifestyles, going and living in the woods on your own or or um, being homeless and finding happiness and helping others or certain things like that. Uh, all of that is, is also like controlled by like escaping a mental um, kind of like not, not being associated, like not associating this reality. Like you, you almost bridge off of that and you transcend um, like this physical plane kind of. You, yep. you realize that there's more to life than, than dollars and, and cents. There's more to life than what other people think of you and the, the power that people give to you. Yeah. Power and your, your outlook on life, for, for the most part at least, I'd say completely should be built on your own, yourself, your development of yourself and your own attitude, and by being able to take care and help your loved ones, you know? I feel like those are honorable goals that you should have. And maybe, maybe, there's, maybe there's a gray area for this too. Maybe you get a job that maybe isn't the highest paying, but you love it, right? So you're still living in the system technically, but maybe you save. Maybe you save up that money. Like let's say you love art, right? You have your own business. You don't make crazy money. Maybe you save thousand a month, put that in savings. Starving artist gang. Yeah, well, at least you're doing something you love. At least you're, you know, but but at the same time, you're still living in that system. But technically, you could be free. Maybe that is the freest form of the mentality, right? Because you're, you're not purposely pushing away, you know, you're not pushing away society for the sake of being free of it because it's not a physical thing. But mentally, you're doing what you love and what you would do if in a society where you didn't have those obligations, but you're still making some money to survive. Who knows? I don't know. Guys, I'm I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. Like <laughs> I'm trying to figure my life out. All of us are like this thing about being 18 like 
You're 19 now, Logan. Oh, yeah, my birthday was last week. Yeah. Whoops. Rip. Yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all 19, huh? Fuck. Oh, rip. Yeah, dude. This, <laughs> life is going fast, bro. But, like, <laughs> let me just say, like, I feel like destiny will call upon me when it's time. That's just my opinion. I feel like destiny, it shows itself to you. Whether or not you accept it or not is up to you. But I feel like it, it makes itself pretty obvious. It's like your, your call to action, your journey in life. I want to hear what Jacob has to say because he has a different perspective than me and Dakota because mm. Dakota and I are in college right now. And Jacob has had some college experience. Like he has a, a licensing. Yeah. Like he has a, thing. what is it? A, like a, a little thingy. Technical, technical degree for coding. Yeah. But he's technically not in college right now. Um, so I feel like he has a different perspective. So I'd love to hear it, Jacob. I don't know. I, I really don't. <laughs> I know I say this when I, when I'm talking to you guys, but, um, I, I feel like, uh, I don't really have, I'm, I'm impartial. You know, I don't think about these things like that. <laughs> when you guys are talking, I was just kind of thinking about like, imagine like some 50 year old guy listening to this. He's like, you guys don't know nothing. You don't know. You don't know what's about to happen to you. <laughs> Like even when we're 100%, older, like that's, yeah. the th that's the thing I'm keep in mind, w like we're not saying we know what we're talking about. Uh, yeah. We're just talking about it on how we believe it now. Yeah. We're right. Yeah. All humans are idiots. If you think about it, even old people, <laughs> if you think about it, sure. we are uh, slightly developed monkeys. Okay. So yeah. we're not saying we have any, you know. How dare you say that on Jacob? Hey, yo. No, 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 no. Hey, yo. No, I'm it's sorry. It's all about race, huh? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. Oh, my gosh. Rest in peace. Joking, you're good. You're good. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just, you're right. Like, a 50-year-old yeah. would probably look at this and be like, wow, these, stupid these kids. kids don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. They need to shut up. <laughs> all right. Sorry. But, I mean, Back it's all you. genuine. Like, yeah, it's what we think in, in this current moment. I, I think it's cool that we're trying to document it too you know trying to express our thoughts to the best of our ability um at this current time but a lot of it has to do with you know oh i don't know i don't dude i, I really don't think about like monetary things like that as long as i have enough money to do what i want i i could care less about what society thinks or or does to try and combat anything like that you know what i mean yeah that's kind of my stance <laughs> um but you know in, in reality we have a lot of a lot of um <laughs> where are you guys going <laughs> in, in reality we have a lot of things that we can all work on to be like better people and try and better ourselves i feel like me especially i am very stagnant i like i'm very complacent and just fine with being in one position in life or whatever that means like if I had a job or once I get a job that's just like you know I could feed myself I have a place to live and I can make music like that's all I really want and I don't really think of much past that yeah well and like talking about pursuing music um it would that be a first off career or would that be something that you feed into as a as a passion hobby that turns into a career if it does or yeah. how would you go about that i think well it's funny because you guys were talking about like being an engineer mm -hmm. and how it's not like you don't know what they do exactly yeah it's kind of the same for a, mu a musician because 
you imagine a musician, you're like, oh, a guy playing guitar, maybe he does shows, maybe that's how he gets paid. Yeah. But beyond that, there isn't much, uh, well, like knowledge of getting monetary value from making music. I think I'm, I'm just like starting to figure that out. Um, but I, I think, what was your initial question? <laughs> like, well, see, like here's like my take on it almost, yeah, okay. um, is happiness is very hard to find in a profession because mm. there's a lot of things that you have to look for in a profession. That's why I went for engineering was mm. I knew I liked math. So I, I'm not the best at it, but I knew, well, I knew that there's a lot of money yeah. in, in that, in that system, you right. know, engineering had, has that price tag, you yeah. know, but, but I was like, it might not make me the happiest, but it'll, it'll be a gateway to make me happy. I, I can pursue the hobbies that I want to. I, yeah. I wanted to become a baker before I, um, pursued engineering. Really? And yeah. What would and you that's, bake? That's the thing is I, I love baking pies, pies, cheesecakes, cheesecake. um, cookies mm, are cookies. like big for me. Okay. Um, well, there's just like, it's, it's less about, and you can label all of those things, but it's also just discovering flavors, um, making something unique, putting passion into, into something physical. So you, so you're saying you like fruity stuff? Fuck yes. Um, wait, I have something to say about that. I love the peaches. So you're a little I zesty is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to clarify. Yeah. Yeah. For everybody so, out there. So yeah. I am a little zesty. Okay. Um, fair enough. The engineering is, is a front not to get political, but there's a lot of conservative views in engineering mm. and I wanted to bridge that. I wanted to bring in right. some liberal fruity thought. Okay. So yeah. you infiltrated. I infiltrated. So can um, you give us a little bit of insight about how it is, how it's like, um, <laughs> it, it's a dark, it's a dark, dangerous world out there. That's what I'll say, especially with, like bridging into to this engineering field. These Texans and Californians, <laughs> these, these, these Texans and Californians. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not uh, Texan or Californian. Okay. Yeah, Just yeah. Warning. We're all Coloradan in here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pure bloods. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we're, we're very liberal fruity men. Am I talking into this right? Yeah, nope. Nope. Okay. Like this. Am I talking into it? Oh, there we go. Does it grip uh, the meat? I got that gorilla grip, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right, well, I Sorry. guess that's a cut part right there. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Um, I understand what you're saying. You're, you're, you're trying to bring something new to the field. Like, it's very conser- It's more conservative. It's, it's very logical. It's very analytical. And I feel like I kind of agree with you where it's like, a lot of my thinking is very abstract and like on the creative side yeah, and not necessarily like aligned with how people here think. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I think through a lot of this, like I'm fine at math. I just don't like it. But like I have to think, I have to understand the concept behind the math more if I'm going to understand it. Like yeah. whereas a lot of these kids just come in, they're like, oh, you do that? Oh, okay. It works. Right. This is the process, but they, right. they don't know what they're doing with it. And like that's the hard thing is because... Then we're analyzing just a, a small subgroup within a, a profession that can be analyzed within any profession of, and that's what I think a lot of it has fed into a system. That's what capitalism is. And that's a, like a, a, a perfect example is engineers run through a process other than like, rather than an understanding. Um, right. And that's, then you can, it's, it's a very broad scope with that because at the start of the day, it might become or it might be that you want to understand what what goes on behind the screen 
But then at the end of the day, it's just a process. And, and I feel like a right. lot of people like question things at first and are open and adaptive. And then it just starts to become a circle and you feed into that loop and, and life just becomes a process over and over and over again. No matter like right. what differences there are, there will always be a process element to life. Yeah. How do you think you could like escape from that cycle? How to what escape from the cycle? How to Red escape pill from us? the cycle? Mm. Yeah. Well, so I, you gotta, you gotta, I, I've been talking. I was just going to say, I feel like escaping that cycle, it's really just about being honest with yourself about where you're at and what your intentions are. Because, like, here's the thing. I said this many times last year in my freshman year of, of college. I was like, it sucks now, but it won't in the future. Mm-hmm. And to an extent, that is a good perspective to have in terms of being able to stick to your goals, make it through four years for yeah, the but benefits of exactly. But like at the same time, if you're really trying to escape the cycle, you need to be honest with yourself. Like when you know what you want to do, you have to be honest about like doing it. So like, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard to explain, but it's like, you just have to keep yourself in check the whole time. Accountable. Yeah. yeah. But you also have to be patient. Yeah, you have to be accountable, but you have to be patient. You can't freak out because you're not in exactly where you want to be yeah. right in this moment. It's all a process. That, you know? That's the other thing is I feel like a lot of college students' mindsets are I make it through the next four years um, yeah. and like I'll, I'll reap the benefits for it. And that is the thing is it, it is patience and perseverance. But that mindset is, is interesting because you, you should find – something within college you're like going through that um but i i wonder why a lot of our mentalities are if i just stick it through everything will be fine after yeah well i mean look at mines bro like i i don't know if i told you guys this so i lived with i'm not gonna say his name i'm not even gonna say his position but there was a guy in the like student council of mines last year that was one of my roommates and he gave me all these crazy like stats about the school like there were apparently like six or seven suicides last year. Yeah. No, that's a big it's thing. It's insane, dude. Mines has a, a huge depression. Um, and alcoholism. Also, alcoholism is... Well, see, and like that's the thing is is uh, Boulder students drink because they have the time to and mine students drink because they have nothing else to do. That'll make them happier. I, I, right. Like, that's the thing is, is if you spend some time and you find an escape, an escape, quotes around that... Yeah. Um, it it feels nice to step away, but when you have to step away so often that you're drinking every day, it's not an escape. It's just a dangerous lifestyle. Or you're drinking in your room in the dark, like alone. Yeah. Like, dude, that cannot be healthy. No. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's all coping. That's what it is. Yeah. All of this is coping mechanisms. So I would say, Jacob, to answer your question about how do you break the cycle of just going in the day-to-day routine and not really... Well, I mean, you could say how to take the red pill. I mean, in a way, in terms of the matrix, yeah. Like, it's literally... It's literally just keeping yourself accountable, being honest with yourself. It's just being honest with yourself about where you want to be. And you don't necessarily have to know exactly where you want to be. It's an, it's about the general gist of what you want to be and where you want to be and what you want to do. So, like... I mean, all three of us, we lift a lot. Like, that's an example for me. That's something I can do now that I love, that I know will help me in the future. Something mm-hmm. tangible, like 
school isn't as I mean, in theory, it's tangible. Like yeah, four, like you said, four years make a lot of money afterwards. Right? Yeah, not as um, visceral. Like you don't feel yourself learning. You know what I mean? But you can, right. But, so Jacob, Jacob didn't have a mic, so next time we definitely need to get a third mic so that you can say that. But basically he said, my example is like lifting is more tangible. It's more something you can do in the day-to-day. That's exactly right. Like I don't know if I want to be an engineer if I want to be a diplomat or if I want to be a soldier or if I want to be an artist or if I want to be a mu- like a musician, anything. I'm, I want to explore all these fields, right? But the one thing I do know is that I need to improve myself, develop myself in the ways I can in the moment, the ways I have control over. I can work out. I can eat good. I can read. Personally, I can pray. I can do these things that I feel like will help develop myself to be a strong, powerful, not like exerting force powerful, but like inner powerful, inner peace, a, a powerful man, a good man, you know, a strong mind, a strong body, a strong will. Yeah. You know, so and I, I feel like that kind of goes back to like my spiritual perspective on everything. Like I could be in any situation and as long as I am aligned with my values, which is hard to do. I'm, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but as long as I'm striving to be aligned with my values and I get there, I'll be OK. You know, that's I feel like that's how you break the cycle. OK, yeah. Um, well, since, since you brought up. um like spirituality and escaping the cycle in that sense. Um, what, what is like the difference then of escaping the cycle like physically and, and, and spiritually? Because I feel like there is a, a big like breaking out of the cycle and realizing within yourself whatever like you look up to, if it's, if it's God or if it's nature or if it's whatever religious beliefs you have, spiritual beliefs, because I feel like a lot of us have them. If like becoming closer with that, is that escaping the, uh, the cycle or I would say, what would it be? I would say if you're going to be closer or strive to be closer with God or, you know, a higher power, whatever that is for you, I would say if you do it correctly and you do it in a way where you're genuinely trying to improve and trying to expand your, your wisdom, your knowledge, your, your capabilities as a human, I think that is breaking the cycle. I think if you just go to church every Sunday and you read a little pamphlet and then you don't think about it for a whole week, I don't think you're doing anything because you're just feeding into another system. Mm -hmm. You're feeding into a system that you're either a part of because of family tradition or maybe, or your town or whatever it is. Right. Well, I mean, and it also, it also might be that, that you actually, you think that you're doing something, but not being involved is the same as being a bystander. Right. And, and listen, I'm not saying church is, church is definitely not bad. Like if you go with genuine intentions and you want to, um, you know, become closer to God and you think that doing that with the community is beneficial for you, great. Then you're, I feel like you're breaking out of the cycle of being numbed to the way society is, right? Because you're genuinely trying to improve yourself. You're not acting like a victim. You're not, you're not freaking out all the time. You're trying to better yourself, even in the worst of circumstances. Well, and, and so you brought up going to church isn't bad or like inherently bad. Not um, necessarily. It but, really depends on your intentions with it and how, yeah. and what your church is about, you know? But, but see, that's the thing is where do intentions, where should the line be drawn for that? Because I feel like there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, I don't know, I'm not going to say culty, um, but, but people that are in systems like that, 
to them it seems logical and it seems like it has value within their heart and life and that they're escaping a system because they're coming closer to a another system. to another yeah um to another right. system um well, th- that that's a great question dude and like i can't fully answer that because yeah. in my experience my spiritual path no offense to my church most of my spiritual growth and development over these past like five six years have been outside of church. Yeah. And that's not to say that what I've, when I've gone to church has been, you know, not meaningful. I think it, it, church has meaning, but I feel like if, if let's say, let's say this is a good way to put it. Let's say you're in church and your church is culty a little bit, Mm -hmm. or like you have a corrupt hierarchy of power, right? Yeah. Like the top is giving bad information to the bottom. Yeah. I do believe that will self-correct, but I do think if you if you are genuine enough and you look at yourself, you reflect on yourself enough to try and develop and to push yourself to be more good and and like more um what's the word more good in terms of morality, but also more open minded and not as closed off. I feel like your church can't really hold you down with dogmatic beliefs. So and then, a lot of that, and a lot of that yeah. does depend on your intellect, and a lot of that does depend on um, how you define um, being open-minded and looking at yourself. But I feel like if you are, if your spiritual path is more than just your community, if your spiritual path is like independent, and you can also have a community within that, I don't think you can really be held down by dogmatic beliefs, because the, the issue with all those cults is these people are um, conditioned to believe that their church is all-powerful and, the, mm-hmm. and the, higher, the higher ups in their church are the ones that get to make the decisions. That is inherently not thinking and well, not I reflecting. I also feel it's, it's not the higher ups are, are the ones to make the decisions. The higher ups force the appearance of, of having a closer stance with the, uh, the supreme being that they're worshiping, yeah. that they, they, they're conveying the message. It's not that they, they have, um, like, in our plane, a higher social standing. They right. have a spiritually higher social standing. Right. Because, like, I, I don't know, no one questions a priest because they're closer to God, you know? It, it, it's, that's a different type of... But, and I guess cultiness can be placed within any system. Um, it's just differing degrees of, of how controlling they are. Yeah, I feel like a good way of putting it, I just thought of this, a cult is inherently giving yourself over to something else, like a community or a system, right? It's giving yourself to a community mentally, physically, however, you know, it depends on the cult, right? You have to live with the cult. You have to believe the ideologies of the cult. You have to act within the rule of law of the cult, at all times or you're kicked out immediately, right? Mm-hmm. That is inherently not having your own identity within your spirituality. To a certain extent, isn't everything... Sorry, to a certain extent, isn't everything a cult? Like, you're in college. Sure, it's not like you have, like, burning stuff, rituals, all that stuff. That, that's you're the, sacrificing yeah. yourself, you know. So I think it's funny how we draw the comparison or we draw the line between, like, certain things... Like, oh, that, that's offlandish. Because, you know, I'm sure the pe- pe- some people in specific cults get a lot out of being there. You know what I mean? 
mm-hmm. whether it be, I don't know, I, I, I can't think of any examples, but maybe like financially or they've always lived in an environment like that and they feel comfortable there or, or what. But I don't know. I just think it's funny how you how we draw the line between what's um, good and bad, all that stuff. I think I think that's a really good point. I I I am going to stick with the answer, though, that it's like I, I no, that is a genuinely really good point. Anything can be considered a cult if you give yourself over to that thing completely. Right. You, you make your identity about that thing without having your own identity. Right. Well, and that's where that's where self-development comes in of like knowing who you are. I feel like if you are in an institution like college or a church or whatever, if you are able to discern their morality with your own. I feel like you can kind of stay out of being a slave to the system. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's funny because, like, this is literally Tate's speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tate's speech. Okay. The slave mind. The slave mind. No, I, um, you know what I mean? I, I do think it's a, yeah. it's about the level well, of which you allow yourself to be your own person. And yeah. you, you are developed enough to know who you are on your own without so, any outside influence. You, you mentioned cult... Um, Activity, I guess I should um, place uh-huh. it as a cult um, activity, being that that you, you 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 fully you fully envelop yourself into to yeah. that cult system of thought um, worship, but but is it that you decide to do that, or is it non consensual? Because going on to something like the the cult mm-hmm. of Cthulhu, these these worshippers, even though it's it's all fake, these yeah. worshippers didn't have consent um, for, for the cult that they were worshiping within. They, they were forced into it right. almost. They, they, they didn't have a choice. They had seen beyond and they were told, now you have to worship that deity. Like, mm-hmm. is that, because I guess that could also be a, um, a dissociation between cult and not cult because we, we're not, I, I feel like cult is almost unconsensual. It's like yeah. you get to a point and then you're you're in it and you're forced in it and you have a hive mind because there's not very many people in a cult that question what's going on. Right. I it's, mean, those leaders, sorry to cut you off, but yeah, those go. leaders, they kind of, I'm sure they find people who are vulnerable, you know, yeah. vulnerable. And it's, I mean, that's that's why they're there and that's why the the leaders are kind of finding these people is because it's easy to uh, manipulate them yeah um yeah that's 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 why they're there so I, the delay in the headphones is kind of messing me up it's kind of trippy I would say too keep in mind I do believe that there is ace oh I will say I do think that there is a objective truth that we can't comprehend. I feel like all of our subjective perspectives um, give power to like an overall objective truth that we'll never understand. So when you, so when you we say like you're part of a a, a hive mind almost, yeah. I more so mean reflecting on yourself and being able to have your own identity. That identity is not necessarily what someone else's identity is like people will not necessarily agree with what your identity is right my 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 whole point is that you can escape a system by having your own perspectives and your own identity um which is easier said than done but we will never necessarily fully know 
if that identity was good or not, if it contributed to the overall objective truth. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying in terms of escaping a, a dogmatic system where people dictate what you believe, I do think you can escape that if you really reflect on yourself. Damn, a lot of big words there. Yeah, dog, um, dog, dog, dog yeah, dogma. Yeah, so, like, so he, he yeah, dog style. What does that mean? <laughs> you know what that is. All right. No, I do know. I you do. know. We just did it five Ten, minutes ago. Well, five minutes we were on, on audio. We did it like an hour and a half well, ago. Well, you know that part where I wasn't talking? Oh, where was well, I, Dakota? I was talking. I know. Where was I? Okay. Oh, my. Wait, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I guess we're doing it right now. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a question like that's so hard to, you know, to pin down. Yeah. That there's no one right answer. Right. I just, it really is all about mindset and knowing yourself. Yeah. Because no one can know yourself for you. Yeah. Well, and, and see, that's the other thing is you, you can see how a person expresses themselves or tries to portray themselves, but um, it, it's very hard to know what's going on in their head. Um, right. And... That's like, that's the big thing is, is we, we can escape. I, I can say like we can escape a subsystem. Society in general is always going to be a system. This planet, we're stuck on a rock floating through space. There's always going to be a system or an order. Right. You can think that you've escaped something, but at the end of the day, you are a physical being existing on this planet. So right. th- there's a natural yeah. system. There's a natural order. So you might escape the system that humans have placed, but there's always going to be a, a system, um, in nature. Um, yeah, I would say it's more about escaping like a system you don't want to be a part of that's man-made. Yeah. yeah. Well, and see, that's the other thing is there's plenty of systems in place that I, I would not want to escape. Um, right, right, right. Because they, like they, this orbit. Yeah. Well, but, <laughs> but, but <laughs> there, there are plenty of things that it just seems almost like a waste to be a part of. Um, and that, that's like what the big escape comes from. Um, and we, you can always work towards nirvana but that's the thing is, is growth. There's always going to be more to grow. Um, yep. And like part of Nirvana is the experience. Yeah. 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 And so it's, it's a buildup. Um, but, but at the end of the day, I think that escape is an illusion. Um, and if you, if you can, what? Okay. 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 Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I, Interesting. I feel like you, you can, you can felt, or feel that you've escaped. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all like, well, and see, like, that's the other thing is to grow off of, cause there's a lot that you can talk about spiritually. Um, that life is a lot of illusions. Um, and so th- th- there's an illusion to, to college, to working through four years. And then you have the illusion of security because you're given a job, you know, there's a lot of illusions in life. Um, but, but if you find content within, an illusion. If you find content with the illusion of escaping a system, that's what matters at the end of the day, in my opinion. That's interesting for sure. I think if we were, if we were to unpack that, we'd be here another hour. Yeah. I will say, I think what we'll do, you brought up a great point earlier of not fully knowing other people's intentions and their own perspectives based on how they present themselves. You mentioned that earlier when we were talking about just like two minutes ago, when we were talking about escaping a system and um, perception and things like that. So I think we'll say that next episode, we should talk about how we perceive others, whether it's, you know, romantically, 
or just in terms of friendships, things like that, how we, how we pinpoint the people we want to be around. I think that'd be a cool subject to talk about. Well, and, and also how they help us through life because pinpointing who you want to be around impacts your life and then who you want to be around later in life. And, right. and so it is, again, another system. Um, but also before we end, I wanted to read um, something that I wrote called Seconds. Not like second servings. I'm talking about seconds as in time. Okay. Um, this is Dakota's um, thought of the day. All yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Um, seconds lead to second guesses, past regrets, and future well wishes. A second can change a lot. Thinking that the action of a hand on a clock moving has all the significance in the world. Everything exists for the concept of time. Pain, love, glory, laughter, they all only exist within a second. For when that second is over, so too is that feeling. You may carry out that same feeling for time after an instance, but the present is continuous and the past is all that exists. The future is just a tick away, always a tick away. The future won't wait for you to ask them out, to do the hard work, rip off the band-aid, do what has to be done because once that future has come, it's already passed. A decision, a concept, cease to exist if not acted upon. Good or bad, you either do or don't. Time will never wait. Thank you. This is Perishable Thoughts. This is Perishable Thoughts. This is Perishable Thoughts. All together, all together. Perishable, perishable Thoughts! thoughts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>